Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea. I'm here today with Chris, um, and we are in all the Gospels talking about um, some of Jesus' last words to the disciples before the Garden of Gethsemane, um, which we'll get into in a couple days. But Chris, what stuck out to you as we read through? Yeah, right in our first portion that we read from John 13, um, Jesus talks about the new commandment that we're to love each other. Uh, And then you see that theme of love kind of being expressed several times in the reading today. Um, But I noticed this time as we were reading it that John really pulled that out and highlighted that, and it reminded me of uh, tradition that has John towards the end of his life uh, being carried into the church in Ephesus, which would have been probably the church that the little Johns, first, second, and third John, were written to. Mm-hmm. He's carried in, he's so old, he can't uh, even walk, and his message that just into his dying day, he used to say to the church of Ephesus, little children love one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just kind of cool to see like where he, like the source of where that came, obviously from Jesus, but then how much he embodied that, how much he owned that, how much uh, it became his life's message. And that that really should be a huge mark of followers of Christ, like if yeah. we love one another. Yeah, and you think about the, the early church and Acts and just how they loved each other, um, and Paul and how he loved his churches and kind of like fast forward, you're like what does it look like now for us to love each other? Well, it probably looks a little different than mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're used to and what we experience in 21st century church. Um, but yeah, I think the thing that also stuck out to me is just the loving and obedience just goes hand in hand. If you wonder what it really means to love God and love Jesus, it looks like obedience. Um, yeah, I, I recently taught, um, a class for Converge, our high school and middle school ministry. Um, and we just talked about how, uh, Jesus didn't say, if you love me, you're going to feel warm, fuzzy feelings when Mm. you raise your hand in worship, you're going to. Um, yeah, like it's not a feeling, it's obedience. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Um, and it's pretty straightforward as far as what does it mean to remain in Jesus? Well, let's look at his life and what he taught. And, um, yeah, it's all about love and obedience. <laughs> and I mean, sprinkled right in that we see some human elements where Peter, uh, right after this goes out and denies Jesus three times. Right. Um, and uh, there, there's an interesting thing with that, that I remember learning about uh, from one of our instructors in Bible school that um, I used to kind of always think about Jesus d- uh, denying three or Peter denying three times and then just this random Holy Spirit inspired rooster crows. <laughs> and it's kind of like... Just like Satan entered Jesus scary, the Holy Spirit entered the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a foreshadowing of Pentecost. No. Okay. That's not good theology. Um, but um, uh, I remember one of our instructors saying, you know, this actually wasn't as random as we think that this is actually a set time every single day that one of the night watches in Jerusalem, it was actually called cock crow. And that there's this regular thing, a, a trumpet or something sounded and it was the, the changing of the watch. So mm. uh, Peter would have known exactly when that was going to happen. And so you can even kind of think like, uh, you know, could he have somehow just said, okay, if I'm just going to go like, not being around anybody, not do anything, just to like get past this time so that I don't do, do this. But but even in that, even in f- with full knowledge of, okay, 
I've done this once now. I've done this twice now. Like yeah. I just got to hold out for a little while and he still wasn't able to do it, which yeah. is kind of remarkable. Um, hmm. But I just, I thought that was just kind of interesting uh, yeah. that this was, it wasn't a random rooster that just did this. It was, <laughs> right. it was a very set period of time. Yeah. Huh. Even, well, all of Jesus' interactions with his disciples, I think, are super interesting. Because we know at this point, like, Jesus um, is about to go into some of the most, like, mind-bending grief and agony that he's going to experience. And he's trying to warn them a little bit. And, I mean, here yeah. he's he's warning them, like, and even telling them, like, you're going to need a sword, mm-hmm. which some I just got asked this recently, like, what's the deal with the sword? Did <laughs> Jesus really want them to do that? I think he was actually trying to be symbolic, showing them, like, it's going to, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be hardship. I think the disciples then took them literally and they were like, we've <laughs> Lord, got two. We got two. <laughs> and I think Jesus just probably shook his head a little bit and was like, that's plenty. It's we're just, good. It feels very much like father-children relationships. <laughs> just like, okay, sure. Two is fine. <laughs> I did read one thing that uh, they thought Jesus was just like, oh, enough. Um, <laughs> well, that's kind of how I read it. Like when I read it this time, I was like, I wonder what Jesus was thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. stop it or that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, who knows? But it, it is interesting that one of those two swords eventually is used to cut off the ear of the high priest. Yeah. And kind of also in this, ugh, they're not getting this fashion. Jesus picks, you know, picks yeah. up the ear and, and heals the guy. Yeah. So, and yeah, so Jesus approaching this meant from like a mental point of view, Jesus approaching this night and of his trial and then he's going to die and all these things. Um, and still loving the disciples, like you just, I just like am picturing him interacting with them and still loving them very well. Like I don't picture Jesus saying to to Peter, like, "Look, you're gonna deny me three times." It's like, it's very compassionate. Mm. It's just how I read it. As Jesus is like, "Hey, I know you still don't get it, <laughs> but you're going yeah. to eventually." Which it's actually kind of humorous thinking about things they wouldn't have got. Uh, right towards the end, like as this is all heating up, Jesus spends a lot of time talking about the Trinity. Yeah. And I mean, the Trinity is probably one of the most mysterious doctrines of Christianity that it often takes us quite a while as believers to wrap our brains around that mm-hmm. and understand it a little bit. I wonder how much of this they would have got. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows what Jesus, how much he had told them before, but we have some of the best, most clear passages on the Trinity uh, in John 13 and 14 mm-hmm. uh, here talking about Jesus' relationship to the Father and also talking about him sending the Holy Spirit. Uh, but it, this is right towards the end. Yeah. The other thing, and maybe you, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it made me think of this. In John 14, uh, verse 26, it says, he'll teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. It just made me think of scripture. Like, mm. is that, do you think that's referring to them actually writing out scripture? They're both the epistles they've written and the gospels. Um, like, do you think that that's a reference to what the Holy Spirit's going to do for them? I think it's probably part of it. I think... I don't know. It, this is definitely a, a me idea. But when I think about the <laughs> disciples, um, I think of how much they probably got after the fact. Mm. And, you know, like, I think it even actually says that, you know, they started realizing all the things that Jesus right. was saying and they started, the pieces started coming together. But, you know, I, I think about how much I get like down the road and I'm like, oh, <laughs> right, that makes <laughs> sense. And yeah. I, I imagine, you know, just, as they're sitting around processing, even probably years after his death, it's kind of like, hey, wait a second. Remember this prophecy? And then Jesus did, yeah, that's what it was. Because I was thinking even as they're, so after Jesus ascends, the scripture that they have is not this. Mm-hmm. They have Old Testament scripture to go back to as they're like meditating on the word and reading Psalms and all these different things that inform their faith now that they are Christians and not Jews. 
Um, I guess I can say it that way. But uh, I just think about, oh, they're reading through scripture and realizing, mm. oh my word, this points to Jesus over and over and over Which again. then, uh, especially after Pentecost would have happened, mm. and they would have had the Holy Spirit, that yeah. probably took on an even uh, greater uh, insight yeah. into the words of the Old Testament. Guys, thank you so much for listening today to God's Whole Story, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. John 13, 31. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the Son, he will give his own glory to the Son, and he will do so at once. Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I am going. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord? He asked, I'm ready to die for you. Jesus answered, die for me? I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Mark fourteen twenty seven. On the way, Jesus told them, all of you will desert me, for the scriptures say God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter declared emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. Matthew twenty six thirty one. On the way, Jesus told them, tonight all of you will desert me, for the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter declared, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you'll deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I'll never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same. Luke twenty two thirty one. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow, you will deny three times that you even know me. Then Jesus asked them, when I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? No, they replied. But now, he said, take your money and a traveler's bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. For the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied, we have two swords among us. That's enough, he said. John fourteen one. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you'll always be with me wherever I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him, and I've seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. 
Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will also live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name, said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember that I told you I'm going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really loved me, you would be happy that I'm going to the Father who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. John fifteen one. I am the true grapevine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my word remains in you. You may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the Old 
longer that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.